I do have a sound. I want to talk to you. Uh, the title today is The Truth Will Set You Free. Will you say that with me? The Truth Will Set You Free. I believe I have a sound from the Lord. Uh, I believe I've heard from God, and we're going to dive into the Word right now. And like Bobby said, if while ago was like recess, right now the lunch bell is ringing. You might get that after a while, I guess. <laughs> Father, thank you for this time. Ding, ding. Just ask that right now that you would bring your word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from your mouth. We ask for your anointing and ask for your grace. Even as we dive into the word, we thank you for your presence right here, right now. Holy Spirit, you lead us into all truth, our comforter, our counselor. And we know that you're here right now. I sense your presence. I sense that you want to do something so beautiful and just have your way right now in this place in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. if there's something I'm passionate about, it's, it's seeing you set free. Very, very passionate about that. From the gospel being preached and people coming to know Jesus for the first time, and if that's you today, so be it. We're going to have an opportunity for you to meet Christ. But those who are walking with Jesus Christ, and maybe you've been walking with him for a long time, and you still have areas in your life that you're not free from, I want to let you know that that burns in my guts to see you set free. The devil is a liar. He's a liar. He's a father of lies. He wants to still kill and destroy you, and I think he used lies to do that. If he can get you to bite a lie, if he can get you on the line with a lie, he can put you in bondage as a believer. And I want to talk about that today. 2 Timothy 2, 25 through 26. It's not behind me, but it's in your Bible, so you should turn to your Bible right now because it's right there. 2 Timothy 2, 25 through 26. It says this, instruct, gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Will you say that word with me, truth? Yes. Knowing the truth will set you free. It's about truth today. Gently, what, what, what does it say? Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's heart and they will learn the, go with me, go with me, church. They will learn the, good, 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 good. Then they will come to their senses and escape the devil's trap wants to trap you. He wants to trap everybody. For they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. How many of you want the devil doing whatever he wants in your life? No, I want to let you know what sets a person free is truth. Today, I want to talk to you about that. We're in a series right now on disciplines. You go, wow, man, can can. Can disciplines be exciting? You better believe it. The book is called Celebrate, Celebration of Discipline. It's at our book, uh, at the coffee shop. I encourage you to get one. It's a powerful book. The first two weeks, or actually the first week, we talked on prayer and fasting. And I hope that everyone did that to some degree. We didn't put any regulations on you. We spoke on prayer. We spoke on fasting. We saw absolutely the fruit of fasting and prayer last week. And I'm, I'm telling you, God really is honored when you set aside the thing that brought sin into the world. When you set that aside and you pray and seek his faith. Listen, Radian and I watched a video yesterday called Transformed. 
The transformation, four cities that's been upside down, transformed by the power of the living God. And I kept hearing, I think in all four of those cities, the church was praying and fasting. We talked about that dynamic duo. What we want to do with these disciplines is talk about them, and hopefully that you will immediately somehow, at some point, apply them to your life. Last, the week before uh, the sound, we talk about prophecy, we talked about guidance through God's Word and through general counseling, multitude of counsel, uh, about the prophetic guidance, and that's a discipline also. Today, I want to talk to you about an inner discipline called, here we go, you ready? Study. I hope there's a woo that happens in your heart because you go through 12 years of school and four years of college if you continue to do that. I want to talk to you about a higher education today. And I'm not talking about university. I'm not talking about college. I'm talking about higher education. This type of education will change your life forever. That, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not, I got to be honest with you. Study doesn't sound very exciting. And I get that. You know, I wasn't a great studier in school. And I'm not the greatest studier now. But what does sound exciting is freedom. What does sound exciting is liberty. Are you feeling me? Okay. Well, I'm telling you right now, those can be absolutely tied into studying and the things that you learn in life. I could share words today that I guarantee you, if you've been around church for a while, I can share one word, I can share another word, and there's going to be thoughts that come to your mind because of what you have learned, what you have experienced, what you have been taught. Can I give you a word? You ready? Pentecost. She said fire. You may think of speaking in tongues. You may think of fire. You may think of uh, women with long hair. You may think of women that wear no makeup or dresses. You may think of a lot of it. There's nothing wrong with those things. I don't put down on those things. I'm just saying you can think of many things when it comes to Pentecost. Am I telling the truth? You could think about charismatic. You could think Pentecost means 50th. Wow. <laughs> Everything that went through your mind and the truth, the fact of the matter is the word means 50th. Wow. Isn't that amazing? But the things that you've learned, the things that you've heard, the things that, you know, I was kind of like, honestly, the way I was raised, I was kind of scared of Pentecost. <laughs> Why? And it just means 50th. Come on, somebody. Here's another word. Uh, unity. Do you know that if our government was to learn one thing out of the Bible that our nation would be blessed. Unity. God commands a blessing, commands it, bam! Oh, excuse me, that scares people sometimes. I'm sorry. I get, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I apologize for that, but I can't take it back. I don't know how to take that back. 
But God commands unity where there's blessing. Can you imagine if our government got a hold of that truth? Can you imagine if the Democrats got a hold of that and the Republicans got a hold of that? You can't get a Democrat hardly to agree with a Republican or a Republican to, to agree with a Democrat. I mean, it is just like crazy. Like my, my buddy uh, uh, Mekon says, it's like bloods and crips, man. <laughs> says something like, y'all remember that? It's crazy. But if we would just get a hold of one word unity in our government, it wouldn't shut down. It would be, God would command a blessing. Uh, that's for free this morning. That's not even what I'm preaching on. <laughs> I've been saying this for a long time. I heard it. I preach it. Word alone, you dry up. Spirit alone, you blow up. But word and spirit, you grow up. Tell your neighbor right now, grow up. Tell your neighbor, grow up. Grow up. We put a lot of emphasis last week on the sound prophetic. And we should and we will. It's not a vote because we need the prophetic sound, the voice, the sound above all sounds. We need to be operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We need, we need that prophetic voice. And, you know, matter of fact, some of our team have been talking to take all those promises over our church corporately and talk about those and see, God, what, what are you saying to us? What is the timing on these different things? And so forth and so on. But the sound also comes from this word called study. That word study, your life can be changed by that. If you haven't got a hold of one of the books, Celebrate, uh, Celebration of Discipline, they're at the bridges, and I encourage you to grab one. It's an amazing read. The author says this, and check this out. The purpose of spiritual disciplines is the total transformation of the person. They aim at replacing old destructive habits of thought with new life-giving habits. How many of you could stand a little bit of that in your life? How many of the rest of you are telling a fib? Go ahead. <laughs> Nowhere in this purpose more clearly is seen than in the discipline of study. Disciplines are the doorway to your freedom and liberty. The more discipline, you think about a military uh, army that is non-disciplined, and you think about one that is disciplined, you know, they're, they're going to wreak havoc on their enemy. Why? Because they're disciplined. From the beginning of mankind, since the, 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 the Adam and Eve, since sin entered in, listen, our world has been prone to sin and negative thinking and wrong behavior and naysayers, and every one of us is bent just a little bit towards darkness. How do you know that, J.O.? Because we live in a fallen world. That's one reason why we need Jesus. Question, what is it that really will change our behavior, our bad habits, our wrong thinking, negativity, darkness? What really will change those things? I want to talk to you about that today. Why? Because, listen, you can, you can read God's word. You can. And you can be water baptized and you can be spirit baptized and still have wrong thinking, still have wrong behavior, sin, and even a bad attitude. Okay? So what really changes? I got a little check mark here today. These are things that I highly recommend, but I really want to camp out on the one or two last ones. First of all, number one, you need to be born again. How many of you agree with that? 
If you're not born again, you're going to have the option, you're going to have a, the ability to do that today by saying yes to Jesus. A person needs to be born again. They need to be number two, water baptized. If you've not been water baptized, you need to be. It's not just about getting you wet. It's not just about getting you clean. You go down in the waters, in the, the death, into the, 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 the grave of Jesus, and you come up in resurrection power. Number three, baptism of fire, or baptism of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I say that, and they go, well, I was baptized in water. I ain't talking about baptizing water. I'm talking about baptizing in the Holy Spirit. Okay, will change your life. I got saved in 86, and I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in 88, and it changed my life. It did it then, did it Acts 2, and he's still doing it today. Another thing is a life pursuit of being a disciple. And another one that I really want to count on today or camp out on today is the, the pursuit of truth. The pursuit of truth which I want you to stand with me right now. We're going to read two scriptures, one, actually one scripture. No, actually no, actually one scripture, just two versions. Stan, good. Will you read with me? It's behind me. Here we go. Romans 12, verse 2. Here's one translation on three. Here we go. You ready? One, two, three. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. As we go into the next one, different translation, how many does that sound like a process to you? When a person comes to know Jesus Christ, water baptized, baptized in the Holy Spirit, that doesn't mean that everything in your mind gets renewed. This is a process, transformation. Renewing of the mind is a process. Look at, look at New King James. Here we go, one, two, three. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. High five somebody and say, be transformed. I'm transformed, man, just like a go-bot, but this ain't no cartoon, and I'm not a robot. I'm like a caterpillar who crawled into the cocoon, and before your eyes came out a butterfly, I'm transformed. God wants to transform us. Transform, that word is metapho. Say that with me, metapho. We would say possibly metamorphosis. There's animals that are, uh, go through metamorphosis, metapho, um, a maggot, goes through metamorphosis, turns into a fly, hallelujah. Uh, a tadpole, right? Here's the one that we love. Caterpillar to a butterfly, right? It's, you may be in a season right now. We're all in different seasons. You may be in a maggot season, I don't know. If you're in a maggot season, God wants to, come on, metaphor you into a, yeah, fly, not, not that good. Let's stay, with, let's stay with the caterpillar and butterfly. That's way more prettier. Whatever season you're, God wants to metaphor you. He wants to metamorphose you. You are transformed. We go from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. God wants to change. He wants to transform us. The way that he transforms you and I is through the renewing of our mind. Yeah. You need a checkup 
from the neck up. Tell your neighbor right now, a checkup from the neck up. This is how transformation happens, is by the renewing of our, that renewing of your mind is a renovation. Like you got a bathroom that's all jacked up full of mold and the, the, the floor's falling through and it's just funky, man. It's time for a renovation in that bathroom. Sometimes you got a moldy brain and just jacked up in your thinking and all that you wonder why you have bad habits and bad behavior and all this stuff right here. Well, you need to be renewed in your mind according to the truth. Okay, are you following me? God wants to renew our minds. What do we renew our, renew our minds with? Comic books? Self-help books? Dr. Phil? Oprah? What are you going to renew your mind with? I want to let you know what you need to renew your mind with is the truth. No matter what the world says, because the world will tell you how to think, no matter what the world says, there is absolute truth. Can you imagine if our whole United States was in the Bible every day and we lived our lives according to God's word, what the schools would be like, what your business would be like, what neighbors would be like? I mean, we'd be like heaven, man. Because it's true. There is, there is truth. To become who God wants you to be, and change wrong thinking, bad behavior, all those things. The Bible says you need to renew your mind with the truth. Listen to John 8, 31 through 32. The clock is not moving back there just so that, you know, that's for free. Here we go. But I'm fine with that. John 8, 31 through 32. You ready? Is it behind me? Good, good, good. I don't have eyes in the back of my head. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Most people's heard the last part of that verse. The truth will make you free. But it's not just hearing the truth or singing the truth or saying the truth, it's knowing the truth. You can set up in church for 50 years and be meaner than a rattlesnake. Why? Because truth, according to Psalms 51, has not entered the innermost part of your being. God wants truth down in the fibers of your being, in your guts, in your heart, whatever you want to call it. He wants it inside of you, which brings transformation, helps renewing of your mind, and will set you free. The truth will set you free. I'm going to tell you how to do that today. It's called abiding in his word. Abiding means to remain or dwell or continue or endure or tarry. We should be, come on church, in the word every day. Give us this day our... Do you believe that? Will you receive that? Will you activate that in your life? 
being in the Word on a daily basis. I personally believe you can abide in God's Word through many different ways. In preaching of the Word, I tell you what, I'll tell you a testimony. Years ago, before I was married, uh, I, I don't even know if we knew each other. We probably knew each other, but there was a dude teaching called, his name was Ed Abernathy. And I went to this teaching in the middle of the week, and it was at our local church, and he was teaching on, on fear. And I'm thinking, honestly, I, when he starts, I, I, if I remember right, I'm thinking, I don't have any fear. And then he began to just, just lay open, just, just kind of like peeling an onion on this thing called fear. And, and I, I come out of there thinking and knowing I've been in bondage to fear. I am layered in fear. I have layers of, I can't, insecurities, and my life has been consumed with fear. But I didn't know that until it was taught to me what it was and how it impacts you and so forth and so on. I want to tell you, abiding in God's word will absolutely set you free. Listening to his word, hearing his word, through preaching, through podcasts, online DVDs, a prophetic word, come on, a, a book based on uh, the word of God. All these things can help you in the midst of knowing the truth. Studying God's word is one of the most profound things that you can do. A lot of times I think we think if reading the word, we, 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 reading must be studying. You can read something and not really be studying it. I read God's word every day, and I don't study God's word every day, but I read it every day. But I want to tell you, I'm not always studying. I have time set aside that I study, and I encourage you to study God's word. I've, I've met with Ron Sykes before. I can tell you right now, him and his wife get together on Saturday morning. They get the word out. They begin reading the word. They declare the word of God's promises. Amen. He didn't pay me to say that. It's just true. <laughs> he studies the word. Somebody say study. I'm going to tell you right now, it will lead you into a life of freedom. You can go to an amazing youth camp, an amazing worship night. You can go to a prayer meeting that's on fire, and still you could possibly walk out of those places and not be free. You can experience. Now, if you did get free at the youth camp, or if you did get free at a prayer meeting, or you did get free today, it's because truth entered inside of you and began to undo you like in a, a little girl's jewelry box with all the chains and little, you remember those little lipsticks all jacked up in there and, and it's like, you know God's got to undo it, but that truth will undo your little jewelry box and you're going to be set free. It's the truth. I guarantee you it was truth at that youth camp or, 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 or that prophetic word or, or that worship night or, or whatever it is. There was truth that entered you that brought that freedom to you. I continually, every morning, every, probably every, I have to get up and screw my head on right. And I try when I'm screwing my head on right not to cross-thread it. I can do all things. What Tracy preached, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I'd be just, I'd just be kind of muttering it, and greater is he that is in me, that he is in the world. 
no weapon formed against me shall prosper. The Father, Father, the Father favors me, and He's for me. He's not against me. I got to screw my head on right every morning with what? The truth, which, Amen, is the Word. So you could say you don't want to cross thread your head, or you could say you do want to cross thread your head. Amen. Well, you get that later. Joshua 1.8, listen to this. Joshua 1.8, study this book of instruction continually. Now listen to this. Meditate on it day and night. We're going to talk about meditation next week. As soon as I say that, I'm not talking about a stinking Eastern meditation. I'm talking about a biblical meditation. And they're polar opposites. Total polar opposites, okay? Meditate on it day and night. Why? Why would you meditate on the word day and night? Just because you meditate? No, it tells you why. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Look at this. Look, look, here's the promise. Here's the promise. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. How many of you, just honestly, don't be getting all religious on me and weird. Just be real. How many of you would like to prosper and succeed in all that you do? If that's you, raise your right hand. Right hand. I just told you how to do it. You're all like, yeah, jail. God tells you right there. If you meditate in it day and night, so you will be sure to do, obey everything written in it, only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. There you go. Ezra 7.10. This was because Ezra had determined to study and obey the law of the Lord, and to teach those decrees and regulations to the people of Israel. Psalms 119.15, I will, it's not behind me, huh? Here we go. <laughs> you can, I can tell when it's not behind me, because everyone looks at me like hoot owls. Let's try it again. Here we go. I will study your commandments and reflect on your ways. Why God's word? Because it's truth. Absolute truth. You can believe wrong. And it's so important that you believe right. Jail, you, I mean, really, I can believe wrong? Let me say this word right here, another word that will reflect that. Waco. Anybody remember Waco, Texas? Do you think that they believed right? No, they believed wrong. There's world, false world religions. All in. They're all in. They have faith. I have absolutely been toe-to-toe -to -toe with Muslims on the streets of London. Baby, all in. But their faith is wrong. Because it's not according to God's word. Are you with me? Jesus talked about this. It's important that you study.
study the truth and believe right because you can have amazing faith and it be wrong. Okay, L- let me give you a scripture that Jesus says, code red, Matthew 23, 15. Here we go. Listen, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Okay, he's talking to some very religious, all-in people who are believing wrong. He says this, for you travel land and sea to win one proselyte, and when he is one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourself. Wow. Jesus said that to some very religious folks. Why? Because they didn't believe right. Now, how can you make sure you believe right? Abide in his word and you will be his disciples. What is a disciple? My, I believe is a wholehearted follower of Jesus Christ all in. And you can know the truth, and the truth will make you free through God's word. Our thoughts need to be forged and formed through God's word. And that comes through study. Say that word with me, study. I know that that's different when you're 40, 50 years old, like 60 years old. Study, J.O.? I did that for 12 years. Well, we need to do it the rest of our life. If you have a problem with worry today, it's because you already know how to meditate. You worry, 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 worry. I can preach to myself. It's because you are a very good meditator. Because you worry about the same thing over and over and over. You're probably a good studier too, but you're just studying and meditating on the wrong thing. Right? Can you imagine if we meditated and studied the word like we did worry, what we would be like? I mean, we'd be armed and dangerous, lethal weapons. My goodness, cock lock, ready to rock. With the, with the word of God. But we sit around, we, we worry about everything and think about everything other than God's word. Judas Smith tweeted something this week. I thought it was beautiful. He said this. He's a pastor of House Home Church. Home Church in Seattle used to be City Church. He says, I'm tired of anxiety playing a role in my life. It's like, that's a good twit, Twitter. The twit. <laughs> He goes on to say, he says, I can be anxious for nothing. How? Question mark. In everything, prayer. Philippians 4, 6. When do you pray? Question mark. And what do you pray about? Question mark. Everything, period. Anywhere, period. Anything, period. God is not far. He is near and he is listening. Okay. What was the problem? Anxiety. He said, tired of anxiety. Tired of being anxious, tired of anxiety playing a role. What was the answer? Prayer. You follow me? Okay. Where did he learn about prayer from? God's Word. Amen. Can I tell you if you got a problem with anxiety or fear, that praying one time is not going to fix it? Why? Because then it takes you to another place 
You have to abide. Say that with me, abide. You abide. I guarantee if you pray one time, you're probably going to fall back into bad behavior of worry and anxiety, so forth and so on. Why? Because the world tells you how to think. But as the world tells you how to think through TV and Internet and on and on, the Word of God tells you how to think. Right? The problem is, is that are you in the Word 10 minutes a day and the world 23 hours a day? It's not very balanced, right? Now, I know you're sleeping or what have you, but usually, <laughs> at least you better be sleeping. But listen to this. The word, the word really tells us how to think? Absolutely. Listen to Philippians 4.8. Look at this. Listen, listen to the first thing that Paul tells us to think about. Here we go. Look, look. Brethren, finally, brethren, whatever things are Will you say that with me? Whatever things are true. He, he, he just knows the, the devices of the enemy. He knows how the enemy is going to put the church in bondage, just whispering lies to you. He's whispering lies to you when you wake up at work throughout the day, just whispering lies. If you bite into a lie, he's going to hook you, lying sinker and everything. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are a good report, if there is any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, look what it says to do. Meditate on these things. Can I say this? We're going to talk about meditation next week, but meditation is very intentional. You have to be intentional on what you think. Because if you don't, your mind will be all over the place. The author suggests four steps of study, and I, I want to read them today. I thought they were very, very good. Though I'm not good at all at some of these, they're still good. I need to apply them to my life. The first one is repetition. Repetition. Am I saying that right? Say it right. Amen. Craig, how you say it? There you go, repetition. Over and over and over and over, over. You need to get, oh, the truth needs is over and over and over in your brain, over and over. J.R., are you talking about brainwashing? Absolutely, 100%. 100%. The devil has brainwashed you out since birth. You were born into sin, and then when you were able, you chose to sin. And we have lived in this fallen situation surrounded. You better believe brainwashing. I wish I wish I could cut the top of your head off, take your brains and wash them around in a five-gallon bucket, stick them back in your head and sew your head up. That would be awesome and it would be easy. <laughs> I'd be like, Dalen, do it right now. Get that, get that sawzall, bro. Just zip it off. <laughs> but it doesn't work that way. You've been brainwashed for years. I'm telling you, it takes intentionality for you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, washing it with the word of God over repetition, over and over and over. Blessed is the man who's not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Blessed is the man who's not walking in the counsel of the godly. Blessed is the man who's not walking in the counsel of the godly. Blessed is the man who's not walking in the counsel of the ungodly. And then all of a sudden you find yourself getting counsel from all these ungodly people. You're like, what's wrong? You got to renew your mind. 
repetition. Number two, concentration. Is it anybody, is it hard for anybody to concentrate other than me these days? If you struggle a little bit on concentration, raise your hand. Man, I tell you what, you have to work at concentrating on what you need to concentrate on. If not, I'm going to tell you, right, there's the world, I tell you, the world is fragmented in this area. The world is all about uh, uh, absolutely distraction. But man, you start getting into God's word and his truth and you start concentrating on it. I tell you what, let me tell you what I found out about the Lord. You put a little bit of energy into it, God meets you in a huge way. I mean, his mercy and his grace, you put a little effort into it, I, I bet you're going to see the Father just show up on your behalf in a, in a huge way. Number three, comprehension. Comprehension. We had someone in our city group this week, this gentleman said him and his wife had started reading the Word of God together, and he was comprehending the Word, I think he said this, for the first time ever in his life. That is a wonderful thing of actually reading it, concentrating Focusing, comprehending the word of God. That will, the devil hates that. That will change your life. And number four, one I'm really not good at and my wife is very good at is reflection. Reflecting on the truth. Just waking up, reflecting on the truth. Reflecting on the truth. I, I need a lot of work in that. But I know these are four areas. The things that I tell you this week, our whole hope in this discipline time and these different disciplines is that you would activate them in your life. That you would say, you know what, I haven't studied in years and I can't even spell study, but I'm going to put it to action. I'm going I'm 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 to take this, I'm going to study I haven't studied since 12th grade, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to study, Jay. I'm going to take God's Word or, or one, a, a book that, that I tell you, there's so many wonderful books out there that, that authors God's used in the areas of truth of God's Word. I tell you, study. Paul encouraged his son in the Lord. He says this, 2 Timothy 2.15. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed Rightly dividing the word of. He says it again, 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17. All scripture is inspired by God. It is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do Every good work. How many of you have ever had a child that behaves wrongly? <laughs> I think it's part our jobs as parents to help them with behavior. Just like me, I, I got to watch my behavior. I want my behavior to change and line up with God. A kid, how can we help a kid? I think as a parent, it's our responsible, responsibility to help uh, God help us to help renew their mind that they would be transformed by the renewing of their mind. That's going to absolutely directly affect their behavior. If you are a parent that just goes, man, I hope my kid just figures that stuff out, man. 
Send them to school, man. I hope they'll take care of it. Man, figure that out. They're eight years old. You just, I would say, time out and tech. Because it's your and I responsibility to help our kids in their behavior and the renewing of their mind. The Bible says this in Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. We train a kid up in the truths of God. Your kid needs to know there's absolute truths, and it comes from the Word of God, and they're not too young to read it every day. Listen to this, Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 7. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Constantly talking about the word of God with your kids. Amen? Here's some practical ways I think that you could walk away from this week, this week in the area of study. Can I share some of those? If you got an attitude right now going, J.O., that was all right, you know, but I have no heart to study. I pray, Holy Spirit, just absolutely just convict the snot out of you right now. <laughs> Seriously. I can't want you to be free more than you want to be free. And I can't study for you. I can't hide the word of God in your heart so that you don't sin against him. I can't do those things. I can hopefully throw some salt in the water, hopefully encourage you, but you have to take it on. Amen? So here's a, uh, some practical ways. Number one, heart school starts this Wednesday. There may be a subject in that. There's one Tuesday night, too. But there may be a subject in heart school. Andy, what's the name of your, your class? Epic. Epic. That sounds pretty cool. David, are you teaching one, Dave? What's the name of your class, Dave? A Bible survey class. A Bible survey class. What an amazing class. Epic. A Bible survey class. A Bible survey, it just tells me he's probably going to go through the Word. You're going to learn a whole lot. Genesis, Leviticus, and Numbers, Deuteronomy, all the way to Revelations. And you're going to do Old and New Testament survey. If you ever want a church plant, you ever want to go on the mission field, you ever want to do a city group Bible study, that might be a great class for you to take. Amen? I'm just saying. This is a good way, some practical ways of studying. Here's some more ways. Number one. Number two. Maybe doing a word study. All of a sudden, you are passionate about something, and you want to do a word. Dive into God's word. What does it say in the Greek and the Hebrew? What, 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 how many times does it talk about fear or maybe the word grace? I, I uh, did a, a study on grace, read books on grace, and it absolutely impacted my life. That's another thing that you could study something that you're struggling with. Maybe there's a struggle or a challenge in your life. Dive into God's Word. Study on that. Here's another example. You could read large portions of the Bible at one time. The, the author suggested maybe taking one book, like Ephesians, and reading it every day for a whole month. Those are fun ways to, to study God's Word. Um, uh, you, you, you might want to get a theological book and, and study on a subject. I, I read 
it's been a couple of months now, but it was a beautiful book on the Trinity. You're like, Trinity? I mean, what is a, how much does the Bible talk about the Trinity? never uses the word, and it's throughout the entire Bible. Starting in Genesis, the Spirit of God was hovering over. It's like, wow. And you see Jesus getting water baptized. A dove ascended upon him, the Spirit of God, and the voice of God speaking. This is my beloved. I mean, it's, it's, that's just one popular, but it's throughout the whole Bible just to see that. But theological books on, on studying. Let me close with this. Let me give you an example of the, the impact of study. I believe that God heals. I believe that with all of my heart. I can't make you believe that, but I believe that. I think I have the word of God to support that. By his stripes I'm healed. Um, in Isaiah, Peter, these signs will follow those who believe. Jesus, code red, lay hands on the sick, they will recover. I believe that. Have I prayed for people and they die? Absolutely. Is there mystery involved? I think there is. Do you think God's sovereign? I think he is. Amidst all the mystery and all the things that I don't understand, this one thing I know, God heals. Now, you might get up here and fight me. I don't believe it. Well, your faith be it unto you. I believe he heals. And I, I stand on God's word that he heals. Listen to this. Listen to this. I know, I know that this is going to not, like, somebody's going to get mad at me, okay? But I'm just going to be honest with you. I can't find anywhere that a disciple after, and I've made this mistake before, and I hope I never make it again. After the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, I never see a disciple praying this way. Well, God, if it's your will. I don't, I, I don't see that. I, I, show it to me. I see where Jesus said before he was crucified, if this is not be your will, take this cup from me and so forth. What I do see, see disciples doing is going to someone and say, stand, walk, pick up your, pick up your, pick up your bed and walk. But see, that's, why do you say that this morning, J.O.? Because, because I know there's a lot of challenges in the area of, of healing. I know there's a lot of mysteries involved. I know that people are suffering. And man, my heart goes out to you. Me and Ray Deans had battles in these areas. But I still believe. Yes. I still believe. Amen? And I've come to that belief through the study of God's word and experience. Amen? So I know that you might get hurt by that. I'm just telling you the, the power of study, how it will transform and change your mind. I'm going to believe it until the day I die. Amen? When, you want, when, when, you, when you're sick, man, you, you, you want me to pray for you this way? Well, Lord, if it be your will. No, I want to pray for you believing. It sounds like the disciples believed. Hey, walk. Okay, all right. I'm going to walk. Are you feeling me? I just believe. 
I say that today because it comes with the power of believing. Believe in God's word. In the midst of all the mystery and challenges, I think we should still stand believing. Amen? Let's believe to the utter end. Let's believe, let's believe, let's believe. We say unto the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. No more sickness, no more dying. Death has lost its sting. Come on. We're going to believe. Amen?